Hi, my name is Cheryl A, and welcome to Unspoken Transitions. This podcast episode is about life lessons and transitions in our 20s that have impacted our lives and formed us into the people we are today. We have guests today that range from their mid-20s to early 30s that can give insight on what lessons they learned and how to prepare those who are entering young adulthood. So let's start off by introducing our guests. Hey everyone, um, this is Abraham. I am a longtime friend of Shirley and Eli's, uh, currently 26 and trying to navigate being a child uh, and trying to become an adult. <laughs> Hi, Abe. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Melina. Um, I'm 25, and uh, I work as a legal operations specialist for a startup. Awesome. I'm Melina. Hi, Melina. Uh, hey, all. My name is Aaron Rhodes. I am 32. Um, again, like Abraham, longtime friend of Shirley and Eli. I'm here with my fiance, and I'm a project manager, uh, 32, already said that, but hoping to add some wisdom from my uh, old man uh, spirit. <laughs> and, and you went to Michigan. You, I did you go to Michigan. Make sure they know. Yes, that's very important. <laughs> very important. Uh, hi, my name is Jamie. I'm also 32. Um, I have a four-month-old and a six-year-old. And I just got a new job um, as a legal executive assistant in a law firm. Hey. All right. Hi, <laughs> So to start off, um, we're going to go back in time a little bit. Um, so kind of seat yourself to when you were a kid, maybe like, you know, 10, 11, or even if you want to go to teenage years, whichever one is easier to recall for you. But the first question that I have is, when you were a child, what did you envision your life to look like today? All right, I guess I'll start. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess just adding a little bit of context, you'll get to know more um, as this podcast goes on. But I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, where the culture was pretty much to um, a lot of young black boys were either into uh, playing sports or rapping, um, and I, I felt I wasn't athletic enough, so uh, I swayed toward the, uh, the the rapping side. I always thought I was going to be a rapper, um, and that is what I did up until my early twenties, <laughs> until I started having to get uh, real with life. That cool song. Oh, I look good. Oh, look good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's a good we, one. Though. We might have to I like that one. We might have to have it as the outro for this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just put a picture of my face on the th- uh, thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, what about you, babe? This is good for me to know, too. Um, so, I um, I have two other sisters and an older brother. So, I'm the youngest of four. And my mom was a single mom. Um, or, I mean, she still is. So, my idea, I always wanted to... Um, it sounds weird, but I always wanted to have like a, a house with a picket fence and, you know, kids and like the, um, I guess like a partner, but then it didn't start panning out that way when I had my first baby, but now I think we're heading in that direction. Okay. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How about y'all? Oh, you got that first. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I always imagined that I would like live in a city and be uh, 
a lawyer at like this big corporate law firm. Um, I actually like applied to law school after undergrad, but realized that you know that's not what I wanted. And yeah, my life definitely isn't what I thought it would be when I was younger. But yeah, <laughs> that's real. Um, I guess when I was a child, like if we're talking about like real childhood, I probably thought my life was going to be like recess all day long. Um, it definitely wasn't going to be about like health insurance and uh, really stuffy adult stuff. So um, I would say my life has been a failure since then. Um, but I am trying to navigate that by uh, combining my adult sort of lifestyle with some childhood passions like trying to find hobbies that can reinvigorate some of those childhood um, like fun and youthful times um, so so really just trying to gain back that childhood curiosity and sort of fun that I naturally had whereas that's harder to find in adulthood I feel like that is you know what do you want to say where you thought you were gonna be when you yeah were a kid? so for me, uh, I just wanted to be a football player. Very, very <laughs> simple, football player. Um, and then, as you guys know, most people uh, do not make it into college football, let alone the NFL. You miss? So, yeah. Sorry, I just yeah. Thought. <laughs> if I went to Michigan, maybe. But you know. um, and then I think when I was 17, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> all downhill from there. So, um, joking, of course. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I wanted to be a football player, and here I am, sales operations manager. Hey, close right. enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely happier in this in this career path. So Than being a football yeah. player, yeah, for, sure. for sure. Sales <laughs> operation manager, come on now. Millions of dollars? Come on. Exactly. Come on. Um, just to share for me, I, when I was a kid, honestly, up until like 16, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a pediatrician. I was always someone who like had their life mapped out and like with specific steps on how to get there from a very young age and, uh, life taught me very quickly. That's not how things work. Um, but when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pediatrician. I said, I'm going to like be a doctor. I'm going to have a house in Georgia, like seven bathrooms, like 10 rooms, like just overall just wealthy amazing life in that i was gonna work every day and just be happy at my job just mm. helping people because when i was at when i was at recess as a kid i always was just like oh my gosh i gave this girl a band-aid i would be like the best doctor in the world <laughs> like i'm just great so that's where i thought i would be and uh I'm very, very far from that. Uh, I'm not good at math, I'm not good at science to this day. I'm working as a college advisor. Um, I told y'all like a couple podcast episodes ago how I got there, but yeah, I am not where I thought I would be. But in terms of relationship, I did say I was going to get married at a certain age and stuff like that. So in terms of that, I'm there, but everything else, not so much. <laughs> um, but I think that's real about how we kind of lose our childhood like fun enthusiasm and like maybe we thought we we're going to be on a certain path and we didn't get there when we wanted to and we eventually got there or like um we started school and you were just like all right like where i thought i was going to be is not where i want to be so i definitely get that 100 percent um so how has your when you okay so we talked about like vision as a child so 
how has that vision changed in a positive way and then we'll talk about like a negative way so how has your childhood vision changed for the good um <clears throat> kind of like i said before not too many positives in this area thus far <laughs> <laughs> no but um honestly I, i'd say uh in positive ways i think now as an adult i at least have like a a mapping or steps on how to get to these goals whereas when i was a child i just had like this this pie in the sky sort of idea um, but i didn't necessarily know how i was going to get there so i think at least as an adult you can you have the power to take steps and be like methodical about how to reach these goals whereas before you're kind of at the whim of like whether your parents will say if you can be like a doctor or not and you kind of just take that and run with it so I guess like there's just a certain strong dose of realism that happens when you're an adult that allows you to take steps to get there as opposed to when you're a child and you're kind of just like saying the, these things in the midst of like running around the house or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Um, yeah, I'd say I've realized that like the things that I thought I wanted when I was younger were a result of how I was raised. Um, and expectations from my parents, like going to college and they wanted me to go to law school as well. Um, but I realized like after graduating and like going into the real world that it's not as like, I don't know, nice as they made it seem. Mm -hmm. It's really not that fun being an adult. And yeah, at that point I kind of just like reflected on it and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to start actually making decisions that are more in alignment with like my personal beliefs and what I feel instead of what my parents like expected of me. So yeah. yeah. Y'all like, got some good good answers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so for me, as far as like in a good way, how have my um, I guess ambitions changed growing up? I, you know what? I guess first thing I would say is that good thing life was um, uh, I guess allowed me to be flexible and go from wanting to be a rap star to wanting to become a professional and literally make myself into who I am today. Uh, you know, a family man and whatnot. Because um, I mean. Lord knows a lot of people who uh, grew up in those environments and grew up with those sorts of ambitions. I mean, hell, you two wanting to play football, you get kind of siloed and pigeonholed. Um, and if if you don't if you don't wake up so, uh, uh, early enough, then you will be stuck in that shit. Um, can we cuss? Yeah, you're good. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be stuck in that shit um, uh, for too long. Um, so, I mean, good thing is that one, I was able to make a change and actually figure out what it was I wanted to be, but actually work toward and, and get there. But I'd say one of the bad things about, you know, like my perspective on life from a child to now is that I've gotten a little bit jaded about kids who are like I was when I was younger. It's unfortunate. I feel like I've, I've, I've gotten disconnected. Life has said, hey, you know, we'll give you what you want. You work for it, um, but you're going to have to let them people go. You gotta let them people go. And I feel like I kinda sold my soul to the devil. I was like, all right, I'll take that. I'll take that, you know? Mm. Um, hey, you know what? I will no longer be that, that kid or kids like that. Um, they can do their own thing. Thank you, life, for giving me this chance. Um, I am now a sellout. So yeah, that's, that's the good and the bad. I mean, I am happy as hell and people probably envy my life, but at the same time, I probably disdain a lot of people's lives who grew up like like I was. That's unfortunate. I think that's a great point, bro. You, you have to mature at some point uh -huh. um, from the you know wanting to rap wanting to play football wanting to do x y and z thing um you know being a lawyer that's that's realistic that's, oh, that's that's what you, you know so so um but 
uh, you have to mature at some point. You know, I, I know people who are still trying to be a rapper, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, older, you know, so um, don't get me wrong. I don't I don't uh, shit on them or tell them like, hey, it's not possible because it is possible. Mm-hmm. But how likely is it at this point? You know, like, <laughs> let me. I think if they get to a certain age, I think they know for sure that their career is done. Yeah, yeah. but um, shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel, you know, I'm going to go on the optimistic route. I feel like that's a little bit tough because, like, currently I am working with students that are like, oh, I want to be this, I want to be that. They're just like, I'm going to be a real estate agent or I'm just going to make a million on YouTube, so I'm going to drop out, like, Mm. literally next semester. Drop out of third grade. (laughs) 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 But the further is like, yo, like, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing college. Like, I'm leaving to be a YouTube star, like, in the spring. And I'm just like, okay, like, if you think you can get there, you can get there. So, I mean... Everything, like you two were saying, like it's possible, but like there's like a small chance. So I don't, it's hard for me to tell somebody like, yo, you can't do X, Y, and Z because watch one day, like a year later, they blow up and then now like we look stupid, I look stupid. So for sure, I guess like, when do you think it's time to draw the line that your goal is not working? Like your dream goal, whether it's a rapper, the things in the creative end, because I feel like when it comes to like being a painter or a photographer or like anything of the creative realm, a lot of people want to tell us like, not really realistic you're not gonna make money you should try mm-hmm. to like do something more realistic in their sense like when would you say it's just not realistic anymore and you just shouldn't go for it because mm-hmm. not everyone can be a lawyer mm-hmm. <laughs> so. so my daughter's father or i should say sperm donor but whatever he was uh he wanted to be a singer and i'm pretty sure like that's still his dream to this day um but he was he was older than me, so he was like in his thirties. And at that point, I was like, "Look, uh, you sent all your CDs to somebody. You know, you having people trying to listen to you, and they're telling you that you're not it. Like you're not the next, uh, you know, Jason Derulo, or you know, they're out there. Like, and it, it was a harsh reality, but it's like they're out here telling you like what they want, and you're not there. Like vocally, like yes, you can sing, but you are not how everyone else who made it." sounds so at some point you got to learn to face the facts and not that like you failed or anything it's just that you're not what's hip at the moment so it's either focus on like what you need to focus on like we have a kid right now you have another kid by someone else so put your priorities first like it comes your family right now you already tried to fix your goals and for yourself but you didn't make it and that's okay but that doesn't mean that you gotta keep trying until like you're damn near 60 because at Mm -hmm. some point you just gotta know when to give up I mean, okay, so I want to comment on that because um, I know SZA is one of them and probably like, you know, thousands of other people. Like, I think SZA's partner was just like, you can't sing, you're not going to make it, you're nothing. Look at SZA now. So like, is it, is it like kind of people telling you that you should stop, that's when you should? Or like, what do you think should be the indicator for like the individual? So if, if, you're se- if you're sending your music to the people who are trying to sign you and they're telling you that they're not going to invest in you, then that's what I mean. Like, and that's literally what I meant. Like he was sending it to like record labels and all that. And these are the people telling him. So it's not just like, you know, normal people like me. Like I don't know shit about singing. I'm not a singer. But if these people are telling you that they're not going to sign you, at some point, when are you at that point going to say, okay, well, okay, maybe you're right. Like it ain't going to work for me. Um, and some pe- and some people aren't meant to go that far. They're just meant to have a beautiful voice to sing to their kids or to sing for themselves. They're not meant for the whole world to see. So, I mean, you gotta face that harsh reality. 
And, and, and I add something to that too. I feel like also like that uh, that was actually a good example as far as like look if if this is who you're trying to work for and they say they don't want you then yeah you you might have to switch it off. Yeah. Uh, also, when the bills start coming in, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like uh, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but Big Brother got to tell you. Like I I had kids at a young age and and all that rapping shit. It was like. If I can't pay these bills, then you know I'm I'm effectively being an irresponsible, <laughs> you know, parent yeah. or provider. So exactly, even if I was meant to be a rapper, unfortunately I didn't make it happen soon enough, so I had to pivot. Yeah, and I think on a on a grander scale, just like if we want to define when you should stop, when the responsibilities come in, yeah. and and your passion is not fulfilling, you know, those responsibilities or whatever, you know, simple as that. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it's interesting, too, that, we're like, we're focusing right now in the context of, like, um, sort of, like, very unique careers, like, being a famous singer, being a famous, you know, but obviously that's, like, a minority of people anyways, mm-hmm. but I think even just to focus on, like, just traditional careers, there's also a lot of friction there in the sense of, so say someone is currently a sales ops manager and now wants to become a lawyer, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made regarding the opportunity cost of lowering your wages and starting over in a different career, the opportunity cost of the student loans that you're gonna have to take on, how long is it gonna take to be able to get that? Like, even just pivoting in traditional careers does require kind of a, a larger timeline that you have to allow for yourself, and that's naturally gonna have like some opportunity cost towards like the career you've already established. And that's something you have to discuss with your partner too, because then there's more pressure on them to financially like sort of make up the difference while you're transitioning. So it's not even necessarily like these uh, more exclusive careers, like being a singer and so on and so forth. It can also just be like your average everyday career that people have to accommodate those like decisions. That's true. I, I, I agree with that. And I think <clears throat> it's good that you made that clarification um, or that distinction just because as kids, I feel like most kids are shooting for the stars. Mm-hmm. And they're shooting for stuff that, you know, as adults, we might be like, yo, that's, that's kind of crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and um, at some point, you know, you just got to be Paul like, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, also, like, to that point, though, what I have learned, actually, being friends with Eli and Abe, is that sometimes you have to, sometimes you just don't know. Like, when you were talking about, like, sometimes, like, these kids, like, yo, I want to be a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. Yo, I want to be. I, I want to be a millionaire. Yo, I want to be a millionaire. Man, that's so tough, man. That's so tough. Like, who are you to say? And like, mm-hmm. did it, it happen? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, the, the, some of these things are so hard to to go after. But how do you know that they just mm-hmm. don't um, have an ambition that you just don't have? You feel me? Like, yeah. when do you know well, to this, tell them? This, like, hey, it's yo. not. So I think for kids is different. I mean, I think like you want to support your children and their dreams. I mean, but at the same time, you want to make sure that they know what world they're stepping themselves into because nine out of ten times i can tell you i probably came into the world blinded blindsided because my mom may have not told me what like the world was going to be so yes like you want to encourage your kids to have those ambitions and to like move past but you also want to let them know like look this is the face reality of life Mm -hmm. this is the things that you're going to go through so understand if you are going to make these um you know dreams or you know try to fight for those understand that this is what you're up against and I think that would make mm-hmm. it easier on them because they have like a better mm-hmm. mindset. So tough. How do you know when you're not jading the kid though? But you're not. But you're not well, because you're not gonna say, "Hey, don't do that," because you ain't gonna be shit. Like it's not gonna work for you. Like no. Like I mean, at that point, yeah, you're jading them. But if you, if like they come to you and they want to talk, and like there are some things that you know is like 
not realistic. Like if a kid says, "Mummy, I want to like fly like Peter Pan," like you know, like mm-hmm. Peter Pan is not real. Like <laughs> you can't fly like that. Maybe if you go on Earth, I mean on space, and you're in one of those suits, and then you, with the levels of gravity, yeah, you float and you fly in there. But it's not. I love it's you like to break that down. Like, right, it's different. You're first have to become an astronaut. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's things around it, so you're not like you know crushing their poor dreams. That's facts, all. facts. And that's what's funny too. You guys are talking about like. Because students I work with, they're 18 plus. Like, and they're talking they're like about like grown they're, adults, they're grown like. adults and they're like, I'm dropping out next semester to be a YouTube star or to um, do their video game cha- channel, whatever the case may be. But to your point, I think it's like important to tell them, you know, yes, you can be a singer, but here are the challenges that are going to come on your path. This is the reality of it. Absolutely. If you get there, like you're passionate about it, go ahead. But also, what's your backup? Like if yeah, this doesn't work exactly. out, because at the end of the day, there's a possibility for things to not work out and I don't want them getting to a place where they're just mentally drained, depressed or anything because they're just Absolutely. like, wow, like life is terrible. I can't be this singer. I can't be like this doctor or whatever the case may be. And that's what I usually tell my students. I'm like, you can do that, but what? Pro- how do you know like you're making progress? How do you know when to stop? Because mm. I've always said like, I don't want, like when I become a parent one day, like I don't want, my kids don't have to go to college. Like I don't really care, but what are you doing to be successful? If you said that you wanted to be a YouTube star, for example, if YouTube is still like this popping thing, I I would be like, okay, you want to be a YouTube star? How are we measuring this? How do you know you're making mm. progress? I like that. If yeah. you don't make progress mm-hmm. in two years, I'm sorry, but you're gonna need a backup yeah. because like I'm not gonna be supporting you for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I'm not doing that. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I was just gonna say like just even wrap it up a little bit, like just uh, like piggybacking off that point. Like, especially in the position that you're in as a career, like, you're actually speaking to these kids and, like, you're giving them this conversation. Like, they, I think another question that you could then ask them is, like, what are the other things you want to accomplish in life? And by what timeline do you ideally want to accomplish them by? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to become a, a YouTube creator at 18, but you also have always had this goal that you want to have a home by 24, like, maybe that's the timeline that you operate in where, like, if within three years, for example, you're not reaching X sort of progress in that career, then you're going to delay that home timeline so is that something that you're okay with like you know like i guess maybe that digging further into what ambitions or goals they have by a certain time outside of that that initial career yeah i I think adding on to that um it's very common um especially well in in many households it's very common that the parents would be like hey you can't do that or (laughs) you know it's important to let your kids do obviously guide them but let them do what they really want to do with their dreams mm-hmm. um and i think 17 18 is, is like the perfect time to like let them flourish let them try whatever they want to try you know um i mean everybody has their own situation but many children at 17 18 um are in a spot where they can kind of be uh you know, fluid, fluid yeah. with what they're doing, yeah, and and there won't be real consequences there. Um, when you have children, when you have, you know, a, a, a partner, you have a home already. You know, that's when things get a little complicated. Yeah. yeah. All right. So shifting gears a little bit because I know we got deep into <laughs> career paths and stuff like that, but I do think it's helpful for people in their twenties to get that. Like, you can change your career, you can do what you need to do, but you need to understand the positive and negative consequences and challenges that will arise as you change your career, as you're trying to do something more ambitious. So I would say going back in time, like thinking about when you were like, you know, 18, 19, like approaching your 20s, 
if you could go back in time to change something, what would you change and would you do anything differently? Oh man, that was fucking. I'm trying to know what you're gonna say. But you're not gonna say it out loud, though. Honestly, it's funny because I think that I'll probably go the opposite route a little bit on this than most people's answers. I actually wouldn't change much. Um, and, and that's weird to say because obviously, if you go back in time, you think that there's like a lot you could change. But I think weirdly enough, the way I operated is like from 16 onwards, I absolutely knew I hated the idea of a job. I hated the idea of a boss. I hated the idea of a career. I like, I absolutely like wanted to abstain from all of that because I thought it would, yeah, right? Like I thought it would like squeeze out my creative juices. I thought it would not allow me to be the person I wanted to be. So literally I became just an absolute weirdo, like with Excel and whatnot at 16 years old, like crunching the numbers of like how much I need to make by a certain time so I can become, so I can become financially independent. And uh, yeah, and so like basically for me, I even approached my degree in my career so that I could reach those goals faster. Because just because I kind of knew in a way, I wasn't gonna enjoy what I was doing regardless unless I hit that financial independence goal. So that's a blessing to know at a young age that mm-hmm. like you don't want to work, you don't want to do all that other stuff. Like, because <clears throat> you know, I'm not, I'm gonna let y'all go. Like, what would you do if you went back? If you wanted to go back and change something? Yeah, I was gonna say if I was like 18 or whatever, I probably wouldn't have gone to college because I feel like oh. it was a waste of time and money. My degree is in criminal justice, which is like worthless pretty much. Um, I would have instead really like dive deep into um, researching about passive income and ways to create multiple streams of passive income because obviously like I realize now kind of you know late after that that's the most important and similar to what Abe said like I realize now that I don't want to work like a nine to five till I'm like 65 and then you know retire at that age that's just like not enjoyable I want to enjoy life now and be able to have that freedom and flexibility now so I'd say like yeah, just focusing on passive income and not really the traditional um, route that most people go. Um, that's probably what I would change. That is so real. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I think uh, I think for me, um, I discovered the the idea of financial independence around the same time Abe did, maybe a little bit later. And I thought it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, didn't I thought that was crazy too. <laughs> I mean. Most of society does. I think I'm crazy, you know. Um, but, you know, once again, similar to it, I wouldn't say that I would change too much. Um, y'all are going to think I'm crazy for what I'm about to say, but I would actually be a little bit more strict with uh, my pursuit of financial independence. Um, just because there are certain things that I kind of missed um, with my younger brain. Um, just kind of miss those things um, that I wouldn't have missed today, um, you know. So, so I, I would have been a little bit more strict. Um, I would have probably still went to college, just because I think there are a lot of experiences that I gained from going to college. Mm-hmm. Although the loans were not ideal. Yeah. So. There's that. I would have still went, but I would have been a little bit more stricter in my pursuit of, um, you know, the end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I was about to say, like, I guess I'll go with mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, 18 and 19 for me was very 
different. Um, I actually had my first child when I was 14, and then my second child when I was 18, going on 19. So obviously at 19, I was uh, a parent of two, um, no job, uh, donating plasma to buy noodles and cereal to keep in the house. Um, and I was, uh, so I wish people could know where I was coming from when I say this, but if I could turn things around, I would not have had me being a young parent. One, uh, well, I guess I get the good thing about me being a young parent out the way. Um, obviously it made me become a man, uh, way sooner than a lot of other people. So I just emphatically went from like zero to a hundred where, you know what, um, I'm looking around me, I'm seeing how people in their thirties are, um, and they got one or, or no kids. I already got two. I'm way behind the boat here. Um, I need to chase what I see these, these white people getting in Southfield and Bloomfield. And I think instantly, um, no, not even instantly. Actually, uh, I was probably, I was a distant father for the, for the, for the most part. Obviously you can imagine being 18, 19, 14, 15, 16, and, and having to deal with the fact that you being a parent, but that was something hard to, to grapple with. So, um, back to what I would change. I would not be a young father because obviously it put them in a situation where they grew up, um, in just a shitty situation, just a shitty situation. You know, like, like most of their years, they are just going to imagine, um, just the weirdest dynamic with their parents being young, uh, obviously not having a lot of shit that uh, financially and advice wise. It was just a, a very weird and, and nasty and, and messy situation. And I love my girls so much and they did not deserve that. So I would make it so that they did not have to go through that. Um, that's one thing. Uh, the second thing is that I wish I would have uh, not fucked around as much as I did when I was 19 as far as just like um, not taking school seriously, not really putting together the pieces as to, you know, given what I want by a certain age, this is what I need to be doing now. Um, I would not have went to community college because like Melina said, I think that college is reserved for people who have academic appetites and know how to leverage that experience as a vehicle to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. uh, too many people coming straight out of high school just do not know how to leverage that. And the mm -hmm. fact that it comes with debt, it's just, it's unfair. Um, mm -hmm. Even if I would have, so community college was a bust. Going to Michigan was probably the best thing that ever happened in my life. It just catapulted me. Like the opportunity, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Michigan. So that's why I love them so much. Go blue. Um, but, <laughs> 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 I'm sneaking in so fast. Yes, even going to Michigan, I would have, I would have put off until my early twenties, just because um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known how to use it. Um, at eight, I was just killing my competition at Michigan because I was a I was a man who had kids coming from poverty. I was just I was really grabbing those that, that boy by the horns and those kids were just fucking around the experience. Just mm. just <laughs> absolutely. But um yeah, so to to, to change that I would have got uh realer about what I wanted earlier because as I know Abe and Eli at nineteen, uh they were there. Um so I wish I would have had that mentality at 19 because the person I am, I can only imagine where I would have been at 32. Um, and then, yeah, I wouldn't have been a young father. Okay. Yep. Alright. Um, I don't know. Um, well, so I did go to college and I absolutely hated it. Um, every, <laughs> everything you could think of, I hated it. I just don't like school. I don't think that, um, I don't think that people should be, uh, tested by, like, knowledge or, like, what they're, mm -hmm. what they put out there for you, especially when 95% of 
we're not going to use half of those things. Like yep. algebra, I cannot think of when I would have used y equals a plus b, whatever squared, <laughs> nonsense. I never used that. Um, so the idea that I had to be tested on these things for stuff in the future that was not going to provide me any use was retarded. And the fact that I had to spend, I'm like, what, 60000 in debt right now from school? Um, again, which was also stupid. Um, and just the idea of uh, just recently in 2020, I had to go back to school um, because I was two classes short. And again, I had to do something. We're not going to talk about that, though. Um, and it kind of like came and bit me back. So I had to go back to school just to get that degree, which again has nothing to do with what I have a new job for. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it'd be school and um, you know having a baby with somebody that was shitty, mm -hmm. um, just because that kind of like took a toll and it um, left me to be a single mom who had to you know take. Um, full custody and all of those things just because I didn't want um, if anything were bad to happen to me I didn't want her to have to default to him mm -hmm. um, oh, but I wouldn't change having her because she was the blessing and it also uh, pushed me to thrive and get to where I am now um, and I can say out of my family I'm probably uh, I've it's gonna sound rude but I've accomplished more you are the golden um, child. Yes, <laughs> the golden child at best. Uh, but I do think that that was from experiences, but mainly from having a child and pushing and persevering to be better so that she can see that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't let all the kids know that college is okay if you know what you want to use it for. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. bashing college. But sometimes that debt is worth it if you know how to use it the right Well, way. it is if you're like becoming a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, something where you know... One, you're gonna you're gonna get that job once you get out that pertains mm -hmm. to what you're going for, and two, you're gonna have the funds to be able to pay all that back. Mm. I think ninety five percent of us who have gone to school have been there, and you get out, and it's just like, all right, like what are we gonna do? Like I literally worked at Victoria's Secret while I was in school, and then after I graduated, I was still there mm -hmm. and got into healthcare. But as an admin, I didn't need school for that. I could mm. do that on my own, you know. So True. it's like. It's just those things I feel like they don't, again, prepare you for that and you're walking blinded into the mm -hmm. world um, yeah. facing all of these challenges by yourself. Ah, that's interesting because literally my job is to prevent exactly what you like described. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, it's literally working with high school students to teach them, like, what do you want to do? Understand, like, your why behind what you want to do, not because, like, your mom wants you to do it, not because, mm -hmm. like, your friend said, I think you're good at this, but like helping them develop intrinsic motivation so that when they go to college or they go into a career, whatever they want to do, they can have, they can go in just knowing like, you know what, this is what I want to do. I know this is what I want to do and I'm confident in this like goal. And because like me personally, I had like specific goals and stuff like that. Um, just to be transparent, COVID changed all of that. I don't <laughs> like this is exactly what I dreamed of doing and yes I enjoy doing it but do I want to do this for the rest of my life mm. funny enough no mm. so I think it is very important to help the young people understand like it's okay to go to college it's okay not to go to college but in whatever you're doing understand your reasoning behind it and does it have to do with you or does it have to do with your family because a lot of the students I work with they are low income like they do come from like a low income background where their parents are working four jobs to support them or they um can't really afford college like that so their mindset is just like i'm going to school i'm gonna make money like that is just the goal or 
They're like, my mom sacrificed everything for me. I'm going to school so that I can make money to support my parents. But at the end of the day, the sophomores I'm talking to right now, they're not satisfied because they're just like, I'm going to school to support my mom in the future and I hate what I'm doing in college right mm. now. So just overall, just know what you're doing. Like, it's okay to go to college or not go to college, but just just know what you are doing yeah, <laughs> overall. Yeah, like, sure. It's actually funny. I didn't even, I just like remembered it again that you're, literally a college planner and we're out here like <laughs> shitting on college no, you're fine. <laughs> it's college like, honestly, and, like, career. cool all right and, and it probably that helps to like gain insight on like how to speak to your the kids even more so like hearing mm-hmm. other people's perspectives on it so what a weight to burden by the way uh what a, what, what a burden to weight whatever that's a heavy <laughs> job you got to, to, to do to, to so yeah. scare these kids away from that your job is very uh it's, it's effective uh if you know i'm sure you do it great i think like what makes what I meant by like not being able, like not guided your job comes handy for when kids need like a safe space someone to like talk to to be like look like I'm burdened by these issues with like family and you know this is what I want but they don't like mm-hmm. want to see me there I think like from my circumstance because my mom has never went to college like my mom didn't even like graduate high school she had to get her um she had to like get her degree on the side and I didn't have those like necessary skills to be like, look, like, you know, this is what you're going to face like going. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea that, you know, he's gone to college, I've gone to college, like we can, can now, and for you and like Eli and all of you, we can all sit and like have this conversation with support our kids and go, look, this is what the world is. This is how it's going to mm-hmm. get you here. And then when they meet the person, future you, <laughs> of <laughs> someone in that uh, school to help them and guide them, it's more people that they have on their belt versus just that one person that's like kind of trying to gravitate them towards that. So it is a heavy burden that you deal with. So kudos to you, girl. (laughs) Hey, honestly, I do have like over 100 students that I work with, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's hard to have a conversation like that with a 16, 17 year old because their brain is just not, they're just not there. I can't even lie, when I was their age, I was half paying attention in school too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like not not all, but a lot of these students are not 100% engaged in these activities that I'm giving them or even when I call them they don't pick up the phone when I'm trying to like check in with them and make sure that they're on track with what they're doing so and I'm a firm believer in like I will give you information I will help you but I'm not gonna call you seven times a day like you don't pick up my call I'll call you next month but if you don't pick up you want to block my number or whatever the case may be you're blocking your help so I work like to be honest like I have over 100 students in my case so but who do I work with on a regular like 30 35 students because the rest of them don't really answer like that. And I get they have lives and everything. You don't need to pick up my call. But sometimes, like, for example, I was saying, oh, hey, like, I'm here to, like, support you. And someone hung up in my face and I checked them. Yeah. I, I sent them a text. I was just like, if you don't want these services, you're not forced to. But like you got to have, so. yeah. you got to say something. Because we don't yeah. even, like, force them either. We're just like, hey, if you don't want to get the text, maybe it's annoying. You don't want to get the calls. Literally just opt out and you're yeah, good to go. Like, but know. And also yeah. you're just trying to teach them how to be uh, proper with that etiquette in the future. Because, yes. you, you know, like if a job call you, you're going to hang up on somebody. I wish you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was sending a nasty message. Oh, like, right. A different number. Yeah, like, yeah. I would, you know, I would use like a different number when I burn a phone. I'd be like, you ho. <laughs> 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 but on the real though, like, I support who wants to be supported. I'll give out the information who wants to receive the information. But... Sometimes I don't want to hear it. Sometimes you got to learn the hard way. But, you know, we're sometimes here. Sometimes they're just not ready. 
you know? Sometimes they're not ready yeah. to. And they can Most say the it though. Don't need to hang yeah. up on people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 16, 17, 18, bruh. Really, I don't even understand why people have to go through that age. That's the just worst. You just, the stupidest. You think you know everything in life. For sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was pretty weird. I, I imagine that you kind of went through the same shit where you're 17 and everybody around you is kind of like acting a fool. And you're just like... Why are you doing this, bro? You know? yeah. And uh, um, Shelly always tells me, like, I grew up too fast type shit. You know, uh, uh, where I wasn't doing the same stupid shit that, like, everybody else was doing. Or maybe I was doing it and I was making sure I didn't get caught or whatever it was. But, um, you know, it's interesting having the perspective that we had and looking at other people just, like, why are y'all not on the same thing that mm. I'm on, you know? It's interesting. And it's funny, too, because, like, even though I had, like, an idea at an early age of, like, what I wanted to, to accomplish financially, even still, like, in high school, I had absolutely no type of work ethic, and I'm, I'm expected to just go to college and then just, like, muster up this new work ethic where I can be trusted to not go to class and still be able to get my work done on time, still do well. Like, I obviously wasn't going to any classes um, in college. So, you know, learning that the hard way, too. Whereas, like, to what Aaron said, um, he had a different perspective in that he was able to enter college a little bit later on, not, like, immediately at 18. And so, that therefore, he came in, like, guns, you know, slinging. Yeah, guns blinging. Yeah, I don't know why I was like guns slinging. Um, but, but, yeah, like, he came in and it was, like, everybody else was lunch food in comparison. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a grown-ass man coming in here and I already have a work ethic set. So everyone else is just kids that are going to college off their parents' dime, whereas I'm coming in here and I need to get it done. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think um, for the first two years of college for me, I wouldn't say I bullshitted, but I, 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 did. I Well, I, I kind of bullshitted, and I also didn't really know what I was doing. You know, um, I was in that, that same boat as some of the kids that you work with. I didn't know what I was doing, and so... My junior year, I really figured it out, and I wouldn't say I really figured it out, I kind of figured it out, you know? and I grew up a little bit, and I was like, all right, well, I need to make it happen within the next two years, even though I'm behind, I'm at year one now, you know, if you look at my credits and everything, and so that's when I was like, you know what, I need to grind, I need to work hard, I need to take six, seven classes per semester to make it happen, and I'm working, but like, it is what it is, you know, I can't be slacking, and um you know at some point you gotta grow up yeah so and it's actually i was just gonna say too it's interesting like even like if i was in shirley's position and that was my job weirdly enough i would have to give a different conversation to low-income people and high-income people Mm -hmm. um if it's a low-income person i'm gonna have to like really like yeah be harder like these these years are absolutely critical the opportunity costs to them you can't mess up you're probably gonna have to choose a stem degree blah 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 blah. whereas if it's like a rich kid whose parents are like totally cool with paying all his school or whatnot he can go study you know basket weaving and it's all right yeah i mean like he'll have another (laughs) shot at the board like he can be in school for eight years yeah (laughs) chill it it doesn't matter that's the saddest reality too yeah Yeah. we live in you have to have those conversations Yeah. I literally know people like that. This guy named Craig Lou just bouncing around job Craig to job Lou. to job. Yeah, yeah. I hate Craig. Bro, I want everyone on the podcast to know that I hate Craig. <laughs> He's more successful than all of us because his parents afforded him just so much margin of error. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. 
Watch Craig hit us, and he's gonna be mad at you. He's gonna listen to the podcast one night. He'll be like, "Yeah, I'm Craig." He's gonna pull a sponsor on us real quick. We'll we'll have Craig as uh, the next guest. It'll be like a Maury show. We're gonna be like, (laughs) we're gonna introduce arguments on this. But overall, I do think what you all shared that like. You can be done with school and you don't know what you're doing. You can be halfway through and you don't know what you're doing. You can be working your dream job and you thought it was your dream job and you don't know what you're doing. So just letting people in their 20s know, even though some of us are in their 20s, like it's okay to not know what you're doing, but it's important to come up with a plan to understand what you want to do because I don't know about you guys, but as you get older, time just flies. Like it's December somehow. I swear it was just August. So it's really... I hate life. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought we were getting there. <laughs> I thought I would just deliver it. <laughs> I just took it to the highest level. <laughs> Listen, the age just seeps in, okay? No one here is excited about it. I'm not excited oh, about it. Oh, man. It really, like, I was, yeah, because I remember, like, 21, like it was yesterday, but somehow I'm 25. I really, I get how I got here, but I don't get how I got here at the same time. So it's important to come up with a plan, have goals set so that you can reach where you want to be. Because if you just keep floating through the days, I promise you decades will pass by and you're going to wake up 40 and you're like, oh snap, like what have I done with my life? But anxiety's kicking in already right now. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Okay. (laughs) So um, I have two more questions. And then we can end part one. Um, so I would say, what has been the most challenging part of your 20s? Mm. Oh, wow. We. That's a great Dang, yeah. 20s, bro. Man, hardest thing for me, man. Uh, no, actually, yeah. Uh, hardest thing for me was actually fucking, was executing on my plan. Look, I hate to sound like I'm bringing all this, uh... What happened in the past? Shut up. But yeah, hey, it is what it is. I could not get a job. I, 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 I did schooling right. Got all them A's. Bro, I could not get a job because my, 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 I had a criminal record. I had to literally go back to school a whole extra year, spend 16 extra racks just because nobody was willing to give me a chance to, to finally secure the job that, that I was better, that, you know, that I was uh, more than qualified for. But yeah, that, that was literally like uh, 20... 24, 25, and 26. I just, I, I couldn't, um, but you know what? What's going to be relatable for them? Hardest thing in my 20s was trying to get myself where I wanted to be in my 30s, but making sure that what I did in my early, my late teens and my early 20s wasn't holding me back. So for what people can take out of this is be careful what you do in your early 20s because that shit could, could potentially pose a barrier for when you're 25 and you're just getting ready to do what you what you what you set out to do in your thirties. So um, yeah, getting over my younger problem, getting over my younger uh, self's uh, issues was mm-hmm. the biggest part of my twenties. That that younger Aaron, bro, he 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 set some barriers for <laughs> 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 my in my twenties. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say for me, um, the hardest thing was adjusting to like having to work full-time like a real job or whatever um after college and uh yeah I don't know it's just hard to kind of like adjust to not having as much free time and having to work 40 hours a week Mm. um not having like your friends around you because when you leave college obviously your friends move away from you and uh that's really hard 
Um, but yeah, I'd say that was like the hardest thing probably to adjust mm. to. And that's real too, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna get full vulnerable when it comes to this question. Um, I would say the hardest thing about my 20s, because it has been damn hard, and I'm only at 26 right now, just turning 26 or 20, anybody know that? Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I would say, for me, truthfully, the hardest part about my 20s is the realization that um, I'm changing as a person, and with that comes changes in my mental health, mm-hmm. and despite those changes in my mental health that I'm recognizing on like a daily, weekly, or monthly basis, um there's no stopping time so like if i'm recognizing that like damn uh my personality has always been this way but lately i've been feeling more anxious to things that i wouldn't feel anxious to before what's going on with me but at that same time i can't actually take the time to sit down and figure out what's going on with me or what like adjustments i need to make because i'm still expected to pay x bill by a certain time i'm still expected to be there for social events that i have agreed to i'm still like there's no way for me to like like ideally i'd be able to stop time basically figure out what's going on with my mental health make sure i'm feeling good make sure i'm feeling right and then be able to resume with every other area of my life. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, what happens is I have to put those things that are bothering me back in my subconscious mental health wise while I'm still dealing with that job that I don't necessarily love, while I'm still dealing with trying to figure out friendships, relationships, and so on and so forth. So it's like this ongoing thing where I have to keep my responsibilities up and take on new responsibilities while I don't even know if I'm genuinely happy with that. Yo, that is spot on (laughs) for the problem. And you just put it into words. Like, that has been my main issue. It's just, I feel like I knew that as an adult, I need to, I talked about this in my last episode, I need to wash my hair, I need to wash the clothes, I need to do the dishes, I need to, like, broom, you need to wash your car, put gas in your car, drive to work. These are things that we do on a regular basis that, you know, we have to do, we have to take care of ourselves, but at the same time, too, you still have to grow as a person, you have to reflect on yourself, like, you have to think about the relationships, are they bringing you up, are they bringing you down, like, are you supporting your partner, like, how do you strengthen, like, my marriage, but at the same time, strengthen my relationship with my friends, like, still be in touch with my family, like, all these things, it's just happening all at the same time and like I wish that I had the luxury of just taking I think I said this a while ago like if I could just take three to six months off and just do nothing and just work on myself or reflect or just go on vacation just really sit in who I am as a person and understand like where I want to go I would have loved to do that because what nobody told me in my 20s is that everything like the mundane task of every day just take up so much time (laughs) and the time you have for yourself it's not that much because outside of the mundane desk, you also need to maintain the relationship and stuff like that. So you time is like 5%. So, and it's hard for you to do all that work and everything with that 5% while maintaining and being healthy in all other aspects. And overall, it's just exhausting. And that's what people didn't prepare me for. But yeah, like your 20s, your adult responsibilities are exhausting and take up most of your time yeah. in your day. Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> and I don't even have kids, so I don't even. Yeah. 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 How are y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't. No, for real. Yeah. 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 We're talking about Aaron and Jamie. Yeah. 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 If you want to get realistic, I'll tell you some realistic things. I've uh, I've encountered some things that I've um, struggled with a lot. Um, when I had Thali, I had no. I had. So I didn't experience anything I experienced when I had Athena. Like, I feel like. The pregnancy with Thali was just, 
it was almost like I didn't question that I was pregnant because everything went smoothly, like from birth to, you know, after birth and even like doing it all on my own. And you would think as a single mom, it'd be difficult, but it was not um, for me at least. And then fast forward, getting into a healthy relationship, then having another baby. And that's, I feel like it had to either do with like COVID or what, whatever. But the minute that I got pregnant, I... I went into like a, a depression spiral, but it wasn't really like, it wasn't through the pregnancy, if you understand. It was more mm -hmm. so like the idea of COVID, being locked up in the house, and then, you know, them being pregnant, and then having to deal with like, you know, that virtual learning, and mm -hmm. you know, the effects of like the job, and then me working in healthcare, where I have to like, you know, put everyone else's needs before my own, because everybody in healthcare was just super annoying and frustrating, and they would, you know, down to like my doctors, the patients like yelling at me, because they fucked up on something, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so adding that, then being close to like eight months pregnant to nine, then giving birth, and then, you know, I always knew of like postpartum depression, but never experiencing postpartum depression. Then I actually go into full on postpartum depression to, of me not recognizing who I am and like putting this guy through like hell. I mean, he, he will, he will gently, say it but he won't fully say it but I did I put him through the works to the point that I was like even questionable like why are you still here like because I don't even know who I am I don't love me so why would you love me um and it made things like ridiculous I had gained like an obscene amount of weight um and even though he's like oh no worry like we'll, we'll work out together and I'm like no but you didn't have a baby like this is like more baby weight so it's not just COVID it's like COVID then baby then I have to like deal with this girl who you know, she went through her own, like, personal traumas where she cut her fucking hair off. And at that point, I'm like, okay, now this reflects on me. I'm a shitty mom because I got a kid who's cutting her hair and I don't understand what's wrong with her. So then, you know, having this baby and, like, you know, her going into breastfeeding and then having to deal with the breastfeed and her on me and then this one on me and then my dog on me and then this guy on me. So it was like, when does Jamie get Jamie? Mm -hmm. And as much as, like, he would try to help, it's like, I hate to use the gender-specific roles, but it's like, you're a guy and you don't understand it and you can't do what I can do. So it's like, as much as I appreciate that you want to help me, you can't. Like this mm -hmm. is unfortunately a journey I have to go by myself, but it's weird because we're together and like we do things together, but this is just one thing you can't assist. Mm -hmm. So through my entire, what was it, four or five months? That's what it, four, well, three to four months, that's what I've been and trying even, to yeah, do. Those uh, are a couple do. things. I mean, not even just like, women have it so hard, like, she hated her job. She wanted to switch jobs, but she's like, "Yo, I'm spending all my time with the with, with the baby and just like being a mom and, and a woman. Like, when I go back, like, am I gonna be am I gonna be worthy uh, to go anywhere else? Like, should I even take that risk? You know, am I stuck here forever? Am I always gonna be like you taking care of everybody in the house? Like, I get to go outside. I get to take my power strokes. Talking on the phone <laughs> with Abe Eli. She gets none of that, bro. None of that. And I don't shit. I don't know how you still do it, but. <laughs> When you said when you said the whole a long time, she she's still searching for it. Mm -hmm. Shoot, finding, for it. finding yourself is a yeah. whole entire journey. But mm. we are running out of time. So, um, in like one sentence, like what advice would you give to someone entering their twenties? Mm. Mm. Okay, all right, I'll uh, I'll go with that. That's obviously a tough question, and that assumes that that yeah, and I, I'm I'm assuming here that. <laughs> Anyway, all right, let me get to the sentence. Um, I would say be nimble. Be nimble, be nimble, be nimble. Don't 
create too large of an ego in your teens that you can't overcome in your 20s because it's very likely that you're going to have an ego death of some sort and you need to find a way to pivot to the next thing without sulking or without thinking or reminiscing on the old days. Okay. I'll go next. Um, I'll say don't feel like you have to abide by all of the um, expectations that society sets. You know, you have to um, complete X, Y, and Z goals by X date. Um, don't do not do that. You know, people complete their goals on their timeline. Um, everybody has their own timeline. Everybody has their own destiny and their own path. So um, similar to what you were saying, Abe, be very fluid with, um, I guess, your goals. And, you know, the, the expectation that things might change is something that you should have in mind. I can go ahead if you okay. still need more time. Um, advice I'll give to people in their 20s is to use that. If okay, I was blessed enough to like not have to work in undergrad, I, my job was to go to school. So, for those whose job is to go to school, my advice is to really take advantage of that free time and learn who you are and dive into that because. In undergrad, it may seem like you have all the time in the world and like it's going to continue like that. But I promise you, the moment you get a full-time job, your free time <laughs> diminishes severely. Mm. So take the time in undergrad to understand who you are and what you actually want. Uh, I would say uh, define what makes you happy in life. Um, what is it that is going to make you uh, happy? Is it... Working a job to where you have a social impact? Is it working a job to where you want to be very wealthy? But once you, or, you know, not even just job-wise, but everything around you, what makes you happy? Um, figure out how to do that while being a dreamer, yet being realistic. Mm. And focus on yourself before you start trying to focus on other people. Mm. Okay. That's good. Well, um, so I... So if you're anything like me, let's just say that, um, where you have the tendency to put other people before yourself, uh, one, don't have kids early, um, two, uh, you know, make sure that, um, again, whatever goal you set is um, one that can be achieved um, and that is realistic, um, but at the same time, you give yourself enough leeway to have like a background, like a, a second opportunity or you know, a second idea, yeah, backup plan to let you know um, if that one doesn't work out, you have something else to fall back on. Okay. Um, I would say be introspective, practice self-awareness, and look within and trust your intuition when making decisions. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. So thank you all for listening. If you have any topics you would like to hear, um, send an email to unspokentransitions at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, subscribe and share with a friend who would like this content. Thank you. Woo! <laughs>